Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. It's time to ring in the new episode. Oh, okay. Ring it in. Ring, ring, ring. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink, the true crime and paranormal podcast. Yes, that one. That's the one. Uh, Geo says hi from afar. He's actually sleeping right now. I bet He's... his little paws are dancing. He had daycare today, so he is a tired. Was he such a social butterfly? I mean, probably not. He takes after me, but we can hope for the best. So sweet. How you doing, Em? I'm all right. Yeah? No. Oh. Well, I mean, it's not like I got a fucking spinal tap or anything, so I guess I'm great. (laughs) How many episodes do you think it'll be when we stop bringing that up? Oh, when I die. (laughs) That episode. Oh, okay. Um, Your funeral episode. And then, like, when you clearly, I'm not around to stop you from using a Ouija board and you try to contact me, (laughs) you'll know it's me when it says spinal tap. No more spinal taps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm okay, but I have been trying very hard to be better with my mental health oh amen and in turn am destroying my physical health oh no because i'm so fucking tired all the time so i've been trying to wake up early and go to the gym before work but that sounds like physical health well i feel like i'm dying i don't know if that's like good or anything that's part of the fitness journey that's the fun of it that's why we love you survive the near-death experience every day and then go to work feel like we're dying so i've been doing that i've been eating way healthy i like how i say we as if i'm also doing that (laughs) well hashtag shedding for the wedding considering now i'm also at the altar (laughs) so if you guys are listening to this backwards like some people apparently do You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Get to the next episode. You'll find out why I'm also at the altar. A it's... lot of people cried. Oh, It made me cry when other people cried. Well, spoiler, in case you are listening to this backwards, uh, Christine left Blaze for me. So we're actually getting <laughs> married. Um, Welcome to the Schultz Schieffer wedding. Oh, I do hate and love that if we were to have a celebrity name and we were going with yeah. our last names, like you can't use it. Like we don't have 
in, anything interesting for the first three letters. We share the same three letters. It, but it would, so it would be just like the same name. Yeah. But Blaze and I, I tried to do that, and I was like, "What about Blistine?" And he was like, "That's fucking awful." Sounds stop. like a blister. Bl- and then I said, "What about blistering?" And he was like, "You need to stop talking." Okay, but that's nice. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was too. Thank you. I also thought I Love Lamp was pretty great, and so you decided to crush that. We're doing that still. Anyway, I'm hating my life because I'm trying to better my life and I'm trying to get out. Well, my depression isn't as bad as it has been, but I will, I'm openly speaking about this because I've gotten a lot of emails from a lot of people saying that they really appreciate us talking about our mental health issues. It really is issues. such a wonderful opening experience when people are like, thank you for bringing that up. Well, a lot of people have written in and said that we've helped them either discover their own mental issues of, you know, needing someone to talk to. Yeah. Or they just like not feeling alone. And the fact that we're millennials and a very large portion of us have this. That's beautiful. <clears throat> but um, so I'm trying to do better, but I'm doing all the things, the exact opposite things that anyone with depression wants to do. So I'm eating better and waking up early and making myself I'm not move kidding. around. Good for you, though. That's a huge deal. It's <sighs> a huge deal. Anyway, that's why I drink, except not because now I don't drink milkshakes anymore. I've been drinking protein shakes and, and smoothies. And unsweetened iced tea. I, oh, yeah, that's true. I have been drinking. It's not great. I love it. I'm from the South and I have never had tea without sugar in it before and not hated it. I know. I get it. So I'm just miserable all the time. Also, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day, so I might have to pee halfway through this. Are you always peeing? Because I... Yes, is the answer to that. I'm always peeing and I'm always dehydrated. So if I were drinking oh. a gallon of water a day... Imagine drinking a gallon of wine a day. Oh, you already do. I'm sorry. Has this turned into the... <laughs> Let's bash Christine because I'm uncomfortable with my current habits. It's because I, I hate myself and I need to drag you down. <laughs> Listen, I'm always open for us to drag each other down. That's fine. Why it's... are you drinking? Drag me down. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, let's just say... I'm drinking because a few months ago, I don't know what's TMI on this episode. Is anything TMI? I mean, on this podcast. Really nothing's TMI. You have Crohn's disease. Listen, (laughs) we talked about spines. Oh, no. Yes, we do. That was the extreme level. We talked about my UTI. We talked about UTIs and spines. So if you're not comfortable with that, go away. Okay, so let's just bring it to the next level. So let's go. So I got my uh, Nexplanon birth control rod out of my arm. Mm -hmm. I got it taken out. And because you're trying to have a baby or no, because that's something we're going to get a lot of messages about. Lord, no. Okay. That's settled now. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. A lot of people were pulling their cars over to ask if you're trying to have a baby. (laughs) Everyone was crashing their cars into trees (laughs) and saying, what is happening? Geo should be the only child. (laughs) And with you, I agree. Yes. With all of you, I agree. Uh, No, 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 no. I just got it out because it made me crazy. It made me gain like 40 pounds. And when I say like, I mean, actually, it made me, my depression and anxiety, like skyrocket. And I was just over it. And I finally got it out. And it took like months for somebody to finally help me get rid of it. And now I'm finally going back to my normal self, I think. And uh, it's funny because I'm just suddenly very emotional about everything. Like before Christine, when I first met Christine, she was like an emotional wreck all the time because she just... Her emotional wall isn't much of a wall as it is a flat ground where <laughs> a emo- flat ground. 
emotions can just go right through wherever they want. So she cries to a lot of like dog commercials, Kroger commercials, Kroger commercials, anything. But Pharmacy so now she's commercials. Now she's back to her old self, and we're so happy. Yeah, it's great, and I feel like I'm finally back to normal, and I I, I am crying a lot, but in like, but mostly like, oh, everything makes me so emotional, and also. I feel like I'm finally back to my normal self and I feel comfortable in myself and I feel happy and normal again. So that's why I drink because I'm just excited to be be back. Yay. Yay. Um, I have something to tell you about. I have some Is things. Is it bad? Some things to tell you. Is no. it bad? No. Okay. We just got a lot of stuff in the mail. Yeah. I know. So it's all good then. Except oh, no. for that horse head. No, just kidding. Oh. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Got me. Good one, Christine. <laughs> Zinger. You stole that from old time TV. Okay. <laughs> we got a lot of Christmas cards, Aww. which are so sweet. This is from the Sigsby Ludkin family. Ludking. I don't know. But look at it. It's so cute. This is precious. Okay. And I love, okay, I love that they're LGBT. Well, a lot of them are, actually. It's very oh. sweet. I know. This one, it says, Merry's Christmas, love bacon bits and Janae at bacon bits kitty. And it's a fucking cat with its tongue out. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. And I looked up bacon bits kitty on uh, Instagram and I think Geo follows it now. So that's wonderful. A winner. This is so great. We got this card. This is really wonderful from Chelsea. Hashtag team milkshake. Thank you. Just Let me kidding. see. There's this an elephant on him. it. I know. Elf- also, did you know elephants are, are my favorite animal? They are the animal mascot for psychology. Wait, really? Because an elephant never forgets. Well, do psychologists never forget? What's No, but it's like a brain thing. Oh, whatever. I love uh, elephants. Okay. Yeah, you got one on your arm. I do have one on my arm. That's right. Uh, we also got this really sweet letter from um, Nicolette Reed, Georgia, and Woody, and it came with this amazing Christmas card also. Oh, also LGBT. Look, turning around. It's just all these pictures of oh. them and their pups. It's so precious. So, Dawn, we now are gay apparel. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. And then um, Desiree, okay. our listener, sent us each a gift. Each. I got the most wonderful Marauder's Map Harry Potter wine glass. I'm not kidding. Wow. Oh, Harry Potter... There, something there heavy just goes. fell. <laughs> a Harry Potter wine glass. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. That's fucking great. And then this is for you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to keep your milkshakes cold. It's a chill cup. Yeah. Oh, 30 ounces. She knows me. Yeah. 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 She she's, knows She's me. on it. She's on top of it. So it's a 30 ounce stainless steel tumbler with a spill proof lid, a stainless steel straw, and a straw cleaner. And a cork coaster. Wait, it comes with a straw cleaner. That's fancy. And Ooh. a coaster? Cork coaster. So I can, love this. So I can keep my milkshakes nice and cold on my 40-minute commute to you. And you can keep my lovely IKEA table free of any... Rings? R- rings. This is fucking amazing. It gets better. Shut. No, it does not. There's more. And I'm going to crack this open. Chill cups. Thank you, Desiree, before I forget. This is amazing. Thank you, Desiree. Also, we got a really nice letter from Jacob in Salem, Oregon, who has the most perfect... Oh, my God. Jacob, your handwriting needs to be on a TV show. It's... Let's I'm just... not trying to recruit Guys, Jacob. let's just make a TV show about Jacob's handwriting. Oh, okay. Okay. But look how perfect <laughs> it is. Yeah. I like Dear M and Steen. 
Wait. Oh my God. I love that. S-T-E-E-N. When I was little, my friends called me Stina. Oh, that's precious. Okay. Want to know what else? Yeah. I mean, it gets better. Stop it. Okay. You know what's fun though? Before we go any further, this is a, um, exactly a month after Christmas. So it's like Christmas all over again. It is a month after Christmas. And it's one week before a one year episode. You know what that means? Oh, well, that's, yes. But also, what does it mean? Also, that means we're 12th way till Christmas. Yay! Thank God. Oh, it's already been such a tough year. I'm waiting so hard. Okay, I want to see what's in your hand. Also, Adrian is just the most wonderful gem. Uh, she's an artist in San Francisco, California. You can find her at Adrienne, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, highly, dot com. And she sent me, she said... I just heard on the podcast that your pendulum broke. This is one I made specifically for spirit and chakra work. Hope you like it. Shut up. She made me. It has quartz, amethyst, sodalite, adventuring. It looks really cool. But anyway, it's it's made of all sorts of beautiful gemstones, and she described what each means. And it's and it's got a skull on it. It's beautiful, and I can't, I can't, it just, I can't get over, get over it. It's. It's perfect. That's amazing. I actually teared up when I opened it. It's so fucking gorgeous. Um, and then someone sent this for my denim jacket, <gasps> for my jean jacket. You know you love a good pin. So I love a good pin. I threw away the envelope because I'm a dumbass. But we got these pins. They're the best. This is there's literally a fucking. What is it? Boxed wine pin that says fancy AF and it looks Shut like. Shut up. It f- looks like your Franzia it, or whatever. It's a Franzia pin. Oh man. That's, I like how the company, by the way, guys, is called Garbage, Garbage Humans. Humans. I was about to say. It sounds like something we would have created. And then this is the one, the other one. Let me see. Read it. Oh, it's a Ouija board that says, ho, don't do it. <laughs> Which is M talking to me. <laughs> Every time you're like, let's play with the Ouija board. And I'm like, oh, ho, don't do it. Oh man. This is amazing. It's so sweet. And so I'm going to put those on my denim jacket. And dude, I have your card here and I didn't write down your name. Is your name? Here it is. Uh, D something. D. Thanks, D something. Thanks. Um, and then last but not least. Yes. We have this. Okay. I ordered. So on the secret group, it's called the secret ATWWD group podcast mm-hmm. group? yeah i don't know something like that it's on facebook and every saturday we do small business saturdays and i love going through and seeing what everybody sells on etsy or what their own you know what they create and sell online small businesses it's so much fun and i found this uh this woman named tammy she creates um clothes and so i ordered i went on her website and i fell in love with this dress and I ordered it. Here All it right. It's just like a really beautiful black dress. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's made of bamboo rayon. Ooh. I know. Fancy. And then she wrote in the card, by the way, I added in some goodies for M and Geo because how could I not? Aw, Tammy. What is this? What is this? It's a tie-dye shirt. Oh, man. I mean. It's a tie-dye shirt. Is it also made from bamboo rayon? Are you ready? Tell me. M's shirt is upcycled and hand-dyed by yours truly. (gasps) 
I mean, come on. No way. That's an upcycled hand-dyed shirt. This is such a nice shirt. This is tie-dye for... <laughs> Get it? Everything in me wants to hate that, <laughs> but also I can't help but love it. Uh, it's so good. And then... More? Geo. Oh, sweet baby G. <gasps> has... My heart's melting. I can see a corner of it. An upcycled bandana. Oh, we match. We match. Tie-dyed. I can't breathe. So Tammy's shop, if you guys want to check it out, which, by the way, the dress is fucking gorgeous. She, like, hand-dyes everything. It's... This is amazing. Custom-made. It came really quickly. It's it's really incredible. Um, her, her shop is called... I think it's called Shugs. S-U-G-S. Okay. So go to Shug's shop, but it's spelled with a P-E dot com. So Ooh, a fancy shop. Yes, the fanciest. S-U-G-S-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com um, to check out her clothes. Um, she also said that anyone who's a listener, she'll give 25% off using the code ATWWD25. Nice. Um, so that's from Tammy. So thank you, Tammy. I love my new dress and... I'm I'm just so stunned that you sent M and Gio each their own gift. That's, That's amazing. Really fucking sweet. I cannot wait to wear my shirt and drink out of my chill 30 degree cup and look at some gay Christmas cards <laughs> while you wear your pins and your dress. Everything's perfect. And I read all of these well handwritten letters. I mean, literally everything's fucking perfect. We even have the disembodied foot crocheted on the table. Ugh. everything's perfect we keep saying we're gonna like make a get a bookshelf oh, to I'm put all of our merch on oh it's on my wedding registry at zola.com uh, <laughs> do you think right, i'm so, kidding no i'm not kidding all right guys so if you get christine anything on her zola registry you might actually be getting it for our studio i'm not kidding probably 20 percent of the things on my registry are for our podcast yay Shh, don't tell blaze i told him that they were really important to our marriage <laughs> as am i which is why i'm in the wedding thank you exactly someone understands wow i'm overwhelmed are you because i am also oh yes what do yes. we do if both of us are overwhelmed we start talking about other people's problems oh that's the key yes this podcast is brought to you by squarespace the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. 
Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. This has been, um, this story has been brought to my attention by three different people oh man one person named emily one person named kaya and one person named kia all email so they all recommended the fairmont banff springs hotel banff like badass motherfucker no ban with two f's and an n before the f that's not a word well then i made it up say it again the fairmont fairmont banff banff like band but with two f's instead of a d okay springs hotel you know what i'm not gonna fight it just go forward well it's in my homeland your homeland canada yes so finally learned it (laughs) so i might as well you know do something from my homeland that just makes the most sense to me sure it makes so much sense i can't even get over how much sense it makes so anyway it is in uh, it is a hotel in banff surprise surprise which is in alberta okay so that's a real place yeah i mean we're americans so we don't have to know geography of anywhere i think of canada as just one mass full of the friendliest people on here's the thing em's always like i love canada i'm from there and then it's like what (laughs) canada has different provinces what does that mean and i'm like i'm also like what's a province and then everyone everyone is like hi em i'm we're so proud to have you as as a as a podcaster and i'm like Hey, at least Christine <laughs> understands that fucking, like, Alberta's different from British Columbia, but okay. You know what I will? I do like that a lot of people, they'll email me, and when they, like, they think they're, like, making it in, saying, like, I'm from Canada, and, it, like, they put it in the subject title to, like, get my attention, right. so I'll read their email first, and I'm like, right. all right, all right. Well, and I used to read the emails just me, and I'd be like, well, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway. Go on. Let's get to the first point. Um, all, right, all right, all right, all right. So it's the most popular of all Canadian hauntings. That doesn't mean it's the most haunted. It's just the most well-known as oh, a haunted okay. house. Um, it is perhaps the most famous. This is a quote from its website. Perhaps the most famous of all luxury Canadian railway hotels, which I didn't even know there was one. And you know that's So it something. just might be the most famous. You're I not mean, wrong. It was built in 1888, which is three years after uh, the year that Marty McFly traveled in to save Doc in the third movie of Back to the Future. That's how you can triangulate its time period. Also, Michael J. Fox is Canadian, so that's a sign to me. (laughs) (laughs) A sign of what exactly? (laughs) I'm a lunatic. Okay, great. That's my sign all along. Okay. The hotel was initially built for tourists looking for a luxury wilderness experience. Right, me too. That sounds like my mom trying to be adventurous. That like, sounds like my fucking nightmare. Let's go outdoors, but in a luxurious way. That's like when I'm like, Blaze, let's f- 
pick a honeymoon and he's like why don't we go to an underground thailand backpacking trip and i'm like can we go to okay. sandals jamaica <laughs> reason a million why you and i should just like go on a vacation together Our own. and allison and blaze should go on their own trip and thank you somewhere and listen i'm not i'm joke when i say sandals jamaica and blaze can come i'm quoting michael scott i'm kidding <laughs> But at the same time, for my honeymoon, I don't want to be Anthony Bourdaining all over Thailand. That's why you should have your honeymoon with me and Allison can have, or Blaze can have his honeymoon with Allison because Allison's like, yeah, let's eat fucking bugs and hang out in the mud. This is literally... And you and I are like, a luxury tiny house for the Instagram? Let's go. We're we're like, (laughs) our listeners will love this Facebook Live. Also, but if we had a honeymoon together, Uh hands down would be in a haunted house. Yes, it would be. And also, it would be a place where they feed us breakfast. Christine, if I were marrying you, our honeymoon would have so much wine. I'd have you in a hot tub of wine. Get out of here. I'm not kidding. Let's get married. I'm gonna marry you. What if at my wedding... Right, sure. What about my wedding when you're officiating the wedding? Instead, you're like, I just sneak Will in my own vows. And yeah. I'm like, yes. And we're like, oh, fuck. It's like a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to sit in a it's wine like, hot It's tub. like that, uh, that movie with Patrick Dempsey of Maid of Honor. Oh, right. That's I'm a- the Maid of Honor, apparently. Fantastic. Yep. The, Can't wait to the, marry you. Wink. Which way do I mean it? The Mr. of Honor. We'll make our own movie. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone made it in That's Why We Drink a movie? It would just be us crying in corners of the Ouija board on fire. <laughs> it would be us. <laughs> Listen, somebody posted in the group, well, Christine should, have her, should be on an episode of Drunk History. And I almost oh. cried because I was like, I don't think anyone realizes that when I moved to LA, I told myself my dream would be to get this Nickelodeon fellowship, which I fucking did somehow. Mm-hmm. Vision board. Yes. Uh, and to be on Drunk History. And I've told Blaze so many times, like, my ultimate dream in Hollywood is to be on Drunk History. Well, Christine and I have said this, and I'm making sure this goes on record so everyone else can hear it. So if this comes out before we get a chance, we had the fucking idea. Christine and I have talked about if we could make a show at all out of, and that's why we drank. If we could, like, make a series out of this, it would be Drunk History. But instead of Drunk History, it was Drunk People's spooky stories and like people trying to talk about like i saw a ghost but they're drunk and like just slurring everywhere and so it's just a ridiculous ghost story and then they reenact it yes and here's the thing somebody posted a poll in the group saying what network should we contact to get em and christina's show all of them did you see that yeah i did see it if everyone harasses every network one of them is bound to listen it was perfection and then um, someone also posted, which character are you most like on that? And that's why we drink. And I guess. Which character? I hope I got <laughs> M. <laughs> it was a BuzzFeed quiz. No, I'm just kidding. I, for a second, I was like, oh my God, did we make it on BuzzFeed? <laughs> no. Well, we already did. Okay. Hair flip. Hair I'm sorry. Flip. Did we make it on BuzzFeed again for the thousandth time? For the time? time? Um, that no. was the shittiest thing we've ever done. We're just... garbage. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I I hated myself. If everyone else is like signing off permanently on the show, I would too. We hate ourselves. Um, no. Someone made a thing about like what character are you? It was like a poll, and apparently Blaze and Alexander were on there, but nobody voted for them. And so Blaze was like, "Well, fuck that poll," and was like, (laughs) "Does anyone even know me?" And then my brother was like. Behind every great podcaster is a strong man who supports her financially. And I was like, you guys are such fucking assholes. And they thought it was hilarious. I I wish we could go back to the poll. And the only person who is Blaze is Blaze. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like you just look at who voted and well, it's like. Well, that's what I said. I was like, did you even vote? He's like, no. I was like, well, that's why. Because you never participate. How many people were me? Um, apparently I was winning. Well, see, team one. You were second. And then Gio was third. I was, <laughs> that's still a feat. Actually shocked that Gio was not first. I was expecting to be the third out of those three. I think it's just that I was first. Was because... Allison an option? Yes. Was anyone Allison? Yes. What? Blaze and Alexander were the only ones that were not part oh. of the... But apparently, the only... I, I assume the only reason I was first is, like, people are like, oh, I also drink too much and don't really know facts. <laughs> but I like to pretend that I do. So sure. That's, that's... They're like, ugh, I want to be M, but I associate with Christine more. Right. I'm just not as relatable. I get You're it. You're not as relatable. No. Yeah. I'm just like a bunch of minorities put together in one human being. You're just like the best of everything in rolled up into one big ball of perfect. I'm like the best of everything in a worst nightmare. Oh my god, is that a follow-up boy lyric? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm Pete Wentz, so... <laughs> if you were Pete Wentz, we'd have a whole other issue going on. <laughs> All right, tell me about Ghost. I'm sorry. Can you imagine if Pete Wentz... I'm sorry. Can you no. imagine if he... Was the one marrying you and Blaze? Like, would you actually want to marry Blaze at that point? No. Well, no, I don't. I don't give a shit about Pete Wentz. If Patrick Semper there. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So, this building. Okay, the luxury wilderness experience. Blah blah. blah. It's known as the Castle of the Rockies. Okay. Okay. And it's so famous that several celebrities have uh, checked into the hotel, including Marilyn Monroe and Queen Elizabeth II Whoa. and Helen Keller. Oh shit. So anyway, that was all the history. Wow. <laughs> you didn't give me a chance to write all of that down. <laughs> Helen Keller was there, and that's all you need to know. Okay. I the winning hand of apples to apples every time was <laughs> at this hotel at one point in her life. That is... Enough. Enough for me. So there are four... Four? I think there's three main ghosts in, in a haunted room. Okay. That we've got to get into. So one of the ghosts, his name is Sam. Sam was a bellhop. He immigrated from Scotland and he worked at the hotel for 40 years. Whoa. And he liked his job so much that he swore he would haunt the hotel after he died, which is very <laughs> dramatic to me. I mean, what's his name? Sam. Sam, you need to relax. Oh, okay. I'll let him know you said that. Thanks. Um, so he stuck with his word and he now haunts the the hotel and very actively and very shamelessly so he is known for like small things such as turning on lights and like opening elevator doors when like no one's there to press the button or anything but he's also known for very big things such as interacting with the guests oh, man. face to face oh man so people say that they have been helped by an old scottish man in an uh in an old-fashioned bellman uniform and he's been known to open doors for them, to help people into locked rooms, and to perform wake-up calls. Oh, my... Ew, wait. Ew. No, but, like, he'll, like, knock on the door, and, oh like, you'll God. think that, a, like, a live bellman is helping you. And people have gone down to the front desk and said, like, oh, that one Scottish bellman was just <laughs> so nice. Or, like, they'll, like, try to, like, send their comments, like help him out with the manager and be like oh the one with the scottish accent and they're like mm, he died i feel like that's my stepdad in the afterlife like i will still <laughs> wake you up before school <laughs> at 5 30 in the morning by pulling your covers off well so one of the guests commented to the front desk about the helpful bellhop and the employees were like oh that's sam which is kind of fucked up to me and that like 
all the girl said was the helpful bell band. And they're like, that's Sam. <laughs> like, because no one else could be helpful on our staff. The only helpful one is dead. Why are you hiring anyone then? Jesus. So the most helpful person that works there is dead, by I the mean, way. I mean, he must have known it before he died. He was like, I got to stick around for this to... I guess so. I wonder what the Yelp reviews are like. Everyone alive is horrible. <laughs> Listen, if you can, get that dead guy. <laughs> Honestly, could you give him a ring for me? Honestly, like... Get him to wake you up in the morning. It's very pleasant. Well, this is the best part of what he does. And I'm going to take a page out of his book when I die. He accepts cash tips. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, But the thing I would not do as a ghost is he returns the money. No. And he puts it in a different pocket than you originally had it. Why? I mean, I guess you can't use cash as a ghost. But imagine tipping a bellhop in front of you, like putting money in his hands and then he vanishes before your eyes, and you're like, this ghost fucking stole my money. And then you find it, like, in your shoe, or, like, under your hat, or, like, <laughs> in, like, weird-ass places. Like, so he's one like, guy found it in his sock. So he's, like, the old-timey Chris Angel. Yes. Where he's, like, woo. He's, like, Fagin from Oliver Twist. Like, he's, like, Dodger. I don't know what that is. But a very, very good pickpocket. Oh, 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 he's like, watch what I can do. Yeah. But he's also not a pickpocket because he wants to, like, give you the money He looks like a reverse pickpocket because he lets you hand him the money on your own, but then sneaks it back into your clothes. That's really ideal because, like... <laughs> we all, honestly, everyone needs a good reverse pickpocket. A reverse one because when you go to the hotel and you're, like, already paying a lot of money and then there's people helping you and you're like, oh, well, I want to support you and help you, but then you're like wow, I just paid like $30 more than I expected to pay. And then blah, blah, Or like blah. when you look at your bank account, it says like $2. It's like, wow, I could really use a reverse pickpocket right now. Like, wow, those $2. Like I need the tooth fairy without my teeth falling out of my head. Just, <laughs> I need money under my pillow when I wake up. <laughs> you get it. Listen, this is taking a lot of turns. I always get it. Uh, so he accepts cash tips and then hides it on you in a different place than you had it. Several people have identified him as a real person and have spoken to him and know exactly what he looks like. They could even smell his cologne, but out of nowhere in the middle of your conversation, he will just vanish in front of your eyes. Um, in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Also rude. He's like, look, I did my magic trick. You're not appreciating it. Blah, blah, blah. You're boring. (laughs) He's like, I got other people to attend to. Uh, two ladies staying at the hotel called the bell desk for assistance because their room key wasn't working. And what they didn't know is that the bellman on duty was actually busy with other guests and couldn't get to them for like 15 minutes. But when that bellman got to them, they were already in their room and they were like, oh, the older gentleman dressed in in an older version of the uniform helped us. He had a kilt? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Anyway, their description perfectly matched Sam with his kilt, apparently. (laughs) So he's like the hotel's Batman. Like, he just finds the people who need help and saves them. Oh, my God. What a guy. But in a kilt. But, like, right. No underwear like involved. Batman plus Oliver Twist in a kilt. I mean. It's everything you want. It's everything Hollywood wants. Trademark. Do not steal this idea. Also Scottish slash CK. How are you doing? CK. What's up? M and I are trademarking this movie. Do not steal it. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. Uh, Sam has been seen. First of all, let's stop right there. Let's get back to our movie deal that we have apparently in the mix right now with this whole idea. Right, yes. Trademark. This is our first episode of Drunk Paranormal Stories. Can you imagine some drunk person being like, Batman in a kilt? 
That's a perfect pitch. He's Oliver Twist and Batman, but Scottish. And helping you out of your hotel room. It's called Drunk History, Please Cause. <laughs> it's called Vision Mantle. I can't even get through this fucking story. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Sam has been seen also in his old office of the hotel, which, fun fact, is now a guest, like a room for guests. Oh. So a lot of people will go into their room or even come out of the shower and walk into the bed area and just see him sitting on their bed oh. in like an, like in a business outfit or as a bellhop or like doing paperwork or he's sit- just sitting on their bed. Oh, and they think that they're in the wrong room or that the room is like occupied by another guest. And so they freak out. But then when he realizes that they can see him, he vanishes. Oh, that's so creepy. Imagine going into your hotel room and there's just someone sitting there. Imagine leaving your like, shower and going into your hotel room. Imagine like, because he thinks that's his room. Imagine him going to like go pee and you're in the bathroom. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Horrifying. Um, one guest actually woke up to a man in a bellhop suit sitting on her bed and folding towels in the middle of the night. Oh, fuck. And her first thought was, I thought it was my dad. It's like, why is your dad in a bellhop <laughs> suit in the middle of the night sitting on your bed? Listen, your dad doesn't do laundry. Well, apparently it was him doing his off-duty towel folding, which does not make sense to me. Off-duty towel folding. It's an oxymoron. Right, sure, sure, sure. Um, here, so that's Sam. We're done with Sam. Sam, we're not done But with he's you. not done with us. Never. Never. That's his tombstone <laughs> epithet. So uh, the next story is a young couple was getting married in the, in the hotel in the 1930s. And they were holding the their like wedding banquet at the hotel. And they also had rented out like the honeymoon bridal suite. Right. So anyway, the bride, they just got married. The bride was walking up the stairs where the ballroom was. Uh-oh. And her husband, this is the sad part, her husband was waiting at the top. What It's like he fuck? watched this happen. What? What happened? Her wedding gown brushed up against one of the candles no! that was lining the staircase. No! And, no. and caught on fire. No. Scared that her dress was on fire, she tripped over her dress and her high heels on the slippery marble staircase and fell down the stairs and died from breaking her neck. While also on fire. And I'm sorry, what the fuck? Imagine being, okay, so really like no pressure, but you're about to get married. And if me or Blaze have to watch that shit happen, we're just going to keep you away from marble staircases that day. Keep me away from high heels, fire, candles, marble staircases. Anywhere where you can break your neck. Any staircase. Honestly, we're just going to make you just sit until you have to get married. And then we're going to make you sit again. You're going to put me on a little wagon and roll me down the aisle. Yes. Listen, no, fuck that. That's horrifying. That's so sad. So many have seen this bride walking down the stairs in the middle of the night in the hotel. Um, People have also seen her in other areas of the hotel wearing her dress. Um, Both staff and guests have reported feeling cold spots where she died. And many have heard a thump while on the stairs and heard the sound of bones breaking. Oh, oh, that's a new one for a ghost story. Yeah. So they're hearing her last sounds, basically. Fucking shit. At night, people hear a woman screaming, a woman crying, a man yelling no, (gasps) which is heartbreaking, or they've heard the crackle of fire. Em, what the fuck? Others have seen her in the ballroom dancing, um, like dancing on her own because she never actually got to the ballroom. And when they see her dancing, her dress is on fire and her head is twisted backwards from her neck being broken. 
That's a horror movie. Staff have also reported strange noises coming from the bridal suite, even when nobody is staying there. <gasps> She's like, I just want to lose my virginity like, to this guy. <laughs> I just don't want to be pure anymore. God damn it. So, um, so that's, that's her. That's homegirl. That's so sad. Um, do staff. We, do we know her name? No. Oh. The Phantom Bride. What a name to go out with, though. <laughs> that will be your name in a few months, I'm sure. The Phantom Bride Jr., I'll take it. Um, so staff have said that it is hard to keep room 692 booked, which is interesting because 692 is my birthday. 692. June 92. Oh. Birth year. Birth time. It's like the epoch that you were born in. Yes. Sure. The beginning of the end, I like to call it. It's funny that I also call it that. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) It was the beginning of the end. (laughs) Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast-branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink so anyway staff have said that the room 692 is very hard to keep booked because it's been reported that pillows um get yanked from people's heads from like under their head when they're sleeping some guests have literally been pushed off the bed others have washed 
watched the closet door swing open and heard scratching inside the nightstand next to them <gasps> where the Bible is. Um, Casey forgot how hotels work. Um, people have night terrors in there and they will not remember leaving the room. Ooh. They will black out and find themselves in the lobby. Oh, God. Um, so that's that. So that's normal. So that's that on that. Um, fun fact. I told you this building was built in 1888. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at, originally it was an entirely wood structure because it was 1888. Um, <laughs> you know how they did things then. <laughs> So, in 1926, the hotel caught on fire. The fire completely destroyed the wood structure, so they had to build a new hotel on top of it. And that's why they built it, like, why why it's called the Castle of the Rockies is because they built it like a castle so it would never catch on fire again. So, they built it with thick walls of stone. Oh. um, That kind of thing. All that jazz. Interesting. After the fire... When they were about to start renovating and rebuilding a new hotel, they found a hidden room in there. Uh oh. Um, the apparently it's not as spooky as we want it to be. I could lie to your face and make up a really good story, but I, I damn it, I don't need the skeptics telling me that I'm wrong. <sighs> so um, the contractors, when they first built the original wooden structure, actually made a mistake in the blueprints, and they ended up. <sighs> Like, in the original architecture of it, they created a room by accident. Like, two rooms were supposed to be bigger than they were, but they ended up being shorter, so there was, like, a weird little room in between them. Mm. Um, And it was said to have no windows or even an area for a door or anything. It was just a weird patch that they weren't expecting to have. So, since it was just an empty room that didn't have windows or anything, they just kind of covered up their mistake. So, they just built around it, but no one knew that that room was there. It's still really creepy. Oh, yeah. It just sat there for years and years and years. So individuals have... I'm just trying not to use the word guests for a million, the millionth time. So individuals. Individuals, right. Autonomous humans. Autonomous. Have said that in the area where this, quote, secret room is, they've heard strange noises and even seen apparitions. Because even though the room is still hidden. Right. It's, like, known. Like, now they have signs and, like, you know, you can read online like that room exists right but apparently in the hallway next to that room where like everyone knows there's like a hollow spot people hear strange noises behind the wall they see apparitions they've seen dark fog clouds floating nearby and following them to their rooms or they will see um black clouds floating in the hallway and then go into the wall right where that hollow spot is creepy people walk by and feel a sense of doom some have heard growls and one guest swears that they heard a dog barking in there but it was too deep of a voice to be a normal dog oh it's like a wolf or the dog of death right sure 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 that hotel security have also complained about a shadowy figure floating up and down the hallways during the graveyard shift so not just guests are like calling this out like security also confirms it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's also another haunted room 873 which is a missing room on the eighth floor because they had to um cover up that room as well because guests used to be able to stay in there but a man his wife and his daughter were all staying there he had a breakdown and he committed murder suicide. No, no. So a double no. murder suicide. Holy shit. So the room is apparently haunted by all three of them. Guests report being awoken in the night by violent shrieks. 
They've also reported waking up in the middle of the night and seeing three shadow people standing over them, oh. two adults and one child. I think I'd rather have the violent shrieks and the people, people have woken up to blood uh, puddles on the floor that only they can see. No, thanks. Like they'd be like to the person they were with, like, do you see that? And no one would see anything. Just what them. the fuck? Chambermaids report um, bloody fingerprints on the mirror that could never get washed off. They're just always there. Hotel management decided that it was best to seal off the room and make it look like it was never there. So it's also walled off and like, you can't see it. Just block it off. It has been covered and is no longer accessible from the hallway. And people staying in this room always felt like they were not alone. In the halls next to the room, people see a girl walk out of the wall where the door used to be. And she, when she walks out, she's covered in blood and wounds. <gasps> um, people near... <clears throat> people near the room have also heard a woman and or a child screaming um inside where the room used to be and people will, will report it from different floors oh my god and be like there's a woman up there screaming and then they'll say like there's nobody staying on that floor right now it's like it's, the whole floor is vacant people have heard a man shouting um also from separate floors so they think someone upstairs or someone downstairs is yelling and no one's there um, reports of domestic abuse have been called into the front desk when no guests are anywhere near that room and a child will see the little girl or, or a child has seen the little girl and waved to her and asked if she was okay <gasps> and when her parents asked why the little girl said because she's covered in blood oh my god hey are you okay <laughs> you uh, good fuck y'all right five-year-old me would be like don't look at that girl <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like look away you see nothing <laughs> um so there's also two other ghosts. Um, there's not much reported on either of them. One is uh, your worst nightmare. Oh my! Is because it a he's torso? nope, just one torso. <laughs> uh, he's a bartender who you think is your friend. Uh oh. But he can. He's also as helpful as Sam. Helpful quote. But he's a bartender and he can tell when people are too drunk and he takes your drinks away <gasps> from you and tells you to go to bed. What an asshole! So a lot of people reported saying, I'm not going to tip that guy. He took my drinks away. What and they're like, douchebag. They're like, no, he's dead. You can't tip him if you wanted to. So <laughs> he just likes to live in the afterlife. He just likes to be a fucking narc. Like he's such a square. Yeah. He's like the party pooper of the afterlife. He's like that person at every sleepover. That's like, guys, it's 830. Let's go to yes. bed. And I'm like, fuck you. He's like, my mom thinks I need to go to bed at 830 because I'm have a special skin condition or like, like my mom won't let me eat after seven o'clock it's like uh, okay well we're not having dinner at your house ever sorry oreos don't count <laughs> goodbye we uh <clears throat> we used to have a friend like that she doesn't listen to the show because she's too big of a scaredy cap her name's cloudy and yes. uh she used to always be that one at the sleepovers who like me and deirdre like we always wanted to stay up really really late and she'd be like, guys, it's eight o'clock. I'm so tired. Eight o'clock. And then she would eventually, like, if we were sleeping at her house, she would go to a different room while Deirdre and I hung Aww. out. All anyway, so this guy sounds like the cloudy of the ghost world. So a, a cloudy ghost sounds good to me. So uh, there's that ghost. There's also my particular favorite where he's a headless ghost. Good. Who somehow plays the bagpipes. Which requires a head, by the way. I mean, maybe he has like an airwave through his neck. Maybe he just has his own soundtrack. It just follows him around and he uses the bagpipes to look like he takes credit for the music. 
So he's lip syncing. Yes. With his... With his neck. Empty neck. Yes. Okay. Um, I will end on a quote. Um, it's not really much of a quote. It's more of a, a whole paragraph. Um, but <laughs> this was my favorite um, Yelp review oh, I got I'm from so one of the people who worked there. A gentleman attending a conference in 2007 checked into his room on the sixth floor, and he claimed that during the night he heard giggling in the hallway. Also, keep in mind, the sixth floor is where room 692 is. Right. Um, that, like, all the evil stuff happens. Assuming... Uh, so he heard giggling in the hallway. Assuming it to be ladies returning from late night social activities. I don't know what grandpa <laughs> fucking wrote this. He tried to ignore it and go back to sleep. The giggling seemed to get louder as though they were on the other side of the wall from his room. Then it sounded as though they were in the room with him. Oh. He didn't see anyone. He tried again to block it out and go to sleep, but it began to feel a physical sensation as if someone was trying to push his mattress up and off the bed to get his body to roll off the bed. What? He felt his body being pushed up by the mattress, but saw nothing. So he went to bed like a fucking freak. What? Nothing further occurred that night. The next morning, he contacted a colleague, said Grandpa, (laughs) (laughs) who was staying in another room and asked him to stop by. He welcomed his colleague on arrival, then stepped into the bathroom, asking his colleague, I don't know why we keep saying colleague, asking his colleague to wait a minute before they left the room for breakfast. So he went into the bathroom and said, hang out here for a second. Right. So his colleague is hanging out in the main part of the hotel room. When the, when the guy came out of the bathroom, his friend was no longer in the room and the door was open. Uh Uh-oh. The guest went into the hallway and found his friend there standing out, um, out in the hallway under a large picture. I don't know what the picture is of, but they seem to really like hint at this picture. Okay. <clears throat> so his friend ended up being outside under this picture, staring at the picture in kind of a trance. Uh Oh, so the guest was like, what are you doing? And his friend said he was waiting in, in the room originally when he felt someone take his hand and pull him towards the door. <gasps> no. The door opened itself no. and he was like, he didn't even think about it. He was just, told to just keep following oh, someone no. pulling him out he followed the pulling sensation out to the hall where he suddenly stopped as though someone had wanted him to get out of the room after this the guest wasted no time in requesting a room change but the guy his friend can't stop wasn't able to stop talking about the picture for the rest of the day oh my so God. whatever was in that picture apparently was probably the thing that made him like get out of the room what do you think it was um a picture of me ah. I mean, that's what I thought. It too. actually was just a giant canvas of our logo. Oh my god! He was like, "I so, know this is." He's like, "Something, something's gonna happen here. I can feel it." Something's happening. Geo's involved. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the the Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel, California. Oh, Canada. Jesus, California. But, what's wrong with you? That's where I live. That's. I didn't say the place I want to be. I said the place I am. Right. Sorry. Sometimes you confuse like your homeland with your current land. Yes. You get it. I get it. You get it. I'm going to tell you the story of Michael Ehrlich. Okay. Do you know the story? No. Great. So this was suggested (laughs) literally today. Yay. On the Facebook group by Michaela. Hi, Michaela. And I got a lot of the information from an article on The Guardian and an article in rolling stone and i just it's it's a it's a very 80s 90s heavy story so love it a lot of you will probably know about it and if not buckle up 
So Michael Aleg was born in 1966 in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, He was a straight-A student, graduated in the top 8% of his class, but he was often bullied because he was gay. Aw. I know. Um, in 1984, he started at Fordham University on a scholarship. Hey, I almost went there. Me too. Really? What if we both went there? Oh my gosh, the alternate realities we could just conjure up right now. We could conjure up so many. Did you really almost go there? Yes. Do you know my great-grandfather is the first person to ever get a pharmacy degree from there? No. What yep. the fuck? Are you serious? Walter Francis Schultz Sr. You're kidding. No. What a name, Walter. My grandpa Walter. That's amazing. Anyway. Anyway. So, he was at Fordham. (laughs) (laughs) He studied architecture and then transferred to the Fashion Institute of Technology, where he met the boyfriend of Keith Haring. Okay. Do you know who Keith Haring is? Nope, but I bet he's a murderer. No, my friend. Who is he? He's a very famous artist. Oh. I don't know. We have a true crime podcast. Sue me for thinking he He was a murderer. He drew all those, like, kind of doodly shaped, like, people and stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so Keith Haring is a very famous artist. Anyway, so he... <laughs> slash Sorry for calling him murderer. a murderer. <laughs> he, TBD. TBD. Oh my, I mean, he... <laughs> who knows? Know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? The night is young. <laughs> um, so he met Keith Haring's boyfriend. And Keith Haring's boyfriend introduced him to the New York City nightlife. So, Alec dropped out of school and began working as a busboy at a famous nightclub called Danceteria. Love it mean I'm wait all... at new york yes i think i know about that where they all like all the they all dance all the waiters like lip sing and perform and get yes. up on the tables yes. and love it but there's it's a whole chain so there's multiple locations oh. but yes it's it's like a very famous nightclub started in the 80s um he started studying the nightclub business and became a party promoter our favorite guys in college <laughs> Wrong. A moment of silence for Wrong. all the people who thought that was a good idea. Guys, relax. Uh, boop, 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 boop. He would throw these crazy parties, and he quickly rose the ranks in New York's party scene. Um, he and his other, like his fellow club goers, started creating these flamboyant personas, and uh, the group of them became known as the Club Kids. Of course. So this is a really famous movement in the eighties and nineties. Um, they wore crazy costumes. One of their more famous members, James St. James, later called, uh, the costumes part drag, part clown, part infantilism. Oh, part clown. You know. At least I'm not part infantilism. (laughs) You know? Are you sure? I think so. So they were also known for their excessive use of ketamine, ecstasy, rohypnol, heroin, and cocaine. All my favorites. Just your daily vitamins. Which is a snack. It's just breakfast. It's just it's just a meal filler. That's it's all. It's just slim fast. It's a supplement. Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you some of the club kids' names here now. Ernie Glam. Mm-hmm. Gitsy. Right. Superstar DJ Kaoki. Richie Rich. Jenny Talia. Oh, I get it. That's me. I heard what happened there. <laughs> Your genitalia? Jenny Talia. <laughs> Alrighty. RuPaul. <gasps> you know RuPaul. I, oh, don't get me started. And Walt Paper. I thought you were about to say Walter Schultz, and I was going to be like, Grandpa! <laughs> <laughs> what if Walter Imagine Schultz. if it was Walt McGeel. Walt McGeel and Walter Schultz started the Fordham 
Club Kids Club with kids. RuPaul. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my mind. Keep going. It's all wrong, Just but okay. <laughs> um, beep, bop, bop, bop. So the media freaked out, and conservatives freaked out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, let's film these people and put them on the TV." Okay, so they were featured on Newsweek, People, Time Magazine, The Joan Rivers Show, etc. Like they were all over the media, basically. Alig started organizing parties for a living. He had these notorious outlaw parties that were thrown in various unconventional places, including a Burger King, a Dunkin' Donuts, abandoned houses, and a subway. Wow, so literally all the places I would throw a fucking party. Yeah. All right. You are him. You missed Baskin Robbins, but whatever. Uh, Maybe that was the after party. (laughs) I don't know. Um, That was brunch. There... (laughs) The video of the Burger King party is on YouTube, and I watched it. Is it happening? It is happening. It's called 90s camcorder action happening (gasps) in a fucking Burger King, and then the police show up. It's wild. Sounds like my kind of party. Just Google it. It's it's bananas. Um, So Alig was also notorious because of his behavior at these parties. He would throw $100 bills on crowded dance floors just to watch people, like, scramble and fight over them. Um, And he would also urinate on fellow clubgoers and would also pee in their drinks as, like, a show. Mm, Nah. Yeah, no. He would also, like, stage these falls where, like, he would just hurt people because he would just, like, fall on people. Um... I can't relate. No, we've moved past that. that I mean, yeah, I know. The ability to relate, I think. <laughs> we were there. You had me at burgers and police <laughs> and abandoned houses. But you lost me at falling on people. And Usually people are just falling for me. I mean, it you know must be saying? hard for you to not be falling for people, but other people be falling for you all the time. It's, you know, it's, it's my crux. Next up is pissing in people's drinks. <laughs> On my way. (laughs) Um, So anyway, his popularity was growing, and so was his drug use. Um, He was arrested several times for drug offenses and entered rehab twice, but continued to use. Um, A lot of his behavior was probably due to his diagnosis of histrionic personality disorder. Oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Which, if you don't know, is defined by the American Psychiatric Association as a personality disorder characterized by a pattern of excessive attention-seeking emotions and behavior. Mm-hmm. So, um, he himself has said, like, well, actually, at one point he said, the doctor who diagnosed me said I was the worst case he ever had. And I was like, but is that your histrionic personality speaking? Yeah. Or is that true? Like, It's, <laughs> it's just, it's. The way it was described to me in my classes at school is that it's just like a an actual diagnosis for being incredibly dramatic. Yes. That's he said nothing like everything just had to be blown to the fullest extent of drama that it could possibly be. Just being in, involved in everything. It's just it's just yeah, it's, it's very attention seeking. Very, yeah. Um so one of the club kids was named Andre Angel Melendez. Angel was his nickname. Um, so Angel was working at this club, but the club found out that he was selling drugs on the premises, uh, so they fired him, and he moved into Alig's house, Alig's apartment, um, and then on the night of March 17th, 1996, Alig and his roommate, Robert D. Freeze Riggs, 
got into an argument with Melendez over a number of things, including a long-standing drug debt, and Riggs beat Melendez to death with a hammer. Well, whoops. There goes the neighborhood. There goes Melinda. Melinda? <laughs> Melissa. Melendez? Melendez. A- Angel Melendez. A Jesus. Man? <laughs> I heard. I just went with Melinda. Just went with my gut. There goes Melinda. <laughs> there she goes. She's riding off. She wasn't even there to begin with. She's riding off into the sunset because she was never here at all. <laughs> it's fine. No, his name was. Oh my God. Um, you don't even drink. His name was Andre Melendez, but okay. I heard Angel Melinda. <laughs> you are an insane person. I'm so sorry. Okay. So they beat him to death with a hammer is the point of the story yeah they didn't know what to do with the body so they did the classic move and put him in the bathtub and then filled the bathtub with ice but after a while the body started to smell like because a dead it's a fucking, dead body. fucking body hey. <laughs> hey that's an inside joke guys don't play this in reverse or you won't know what is going on listen to every episode <laughs> okay so their next plan made a lot of sense their next plan was to go to Macy's to buy knives. Right. Yeah. That's what I'd do. Just get on board. Uh, they bought knives and a box at Macy's. Aleg told Riggs that he would agree to dismember Melendez's body in exchange for 10 bags of heroin. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, come on. So here's what he did. He cut the legs off, put them in a garbage bag, cut his head off put it in another bag, and then stuffed the rest of his body into a box. Oh, my. Then they threw the box into the Hudson River. It sounds like uh, in Emperor's New Groove when oh. <laughs> Yzma's like, I put that thing in a box, and then I put that box in another box, <laughs> then I put that box in another box, and then I s- send it to myself, and then I smash the box. <laughs> um, every time, I'm not kidding, every time I'm hungover, <laughs> I just put that movie on Netflix on repeat. <laughs> And eat so many tortilla chips and watch that movie over and over and over again. Every time I hear the word box more than once in a sentence, I think of (laughs) put that put the flea in a box, box, and then I sent that box to myself. Smash the box! We tried to watch that last night, and then we ended up watching Chicken Run. Guys, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch. If Emperor's New Groove is probably one of the greatest American classics, it is the greatest American. I would argue the greatest American classic. I'm not here to judge. I know a thing or two about classic cinema. Oh, yeah, we only have master's degrees in TV, not film. <laughs> As a millennial, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know about classic cinema. We know a thing or two about a thing or two. I have a Snapchat account, and I will tell you all about The Emperor's New Groove. I'm sorry for getting you off track again. I gotta talk about it. So... In the weeks following Melendez's murder, Aleg uh, allegedly told anyone who would listen that he and Riggs had killed Melendez. He even appeared on TV and said sarcastically, he was a copycat, so we killed him. Oh! Because they were really well known in the media for being, like, eccentric and crazy and, like, anti-conservative. Which Um, is why we are also in Newsweek. (laughs) Right. We're eccentric and crazy. (laughs) And anti-conservative conservative hello fresh (laughs) okay so anyway some people thought he was just trying to get attention which like fair point again histrionic personality disorder right 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 
Uh, but eventually he sent out a party invitation that joked about the murder of Melendez. Oh, no. And people were like, wait, what the fuck is going on? So on April 26, 1996, um, a month later, a well-known nightlife and society columnist named Michael Musto published an article in his Village Voice column that detailed the rumors behind Melendez's death and the details of the murder. So he didn't use specific names, but the next day the New York Post picked up the story and then um, New York Magazine picked up the story. So people were kind of like taking these rumors and turning them into um, breaking news. Uh, so the murder had happened in March, and by September, they, the police still had not questioned Alig because they were focused on his business partner, Peter Gatyan. Um, they even wanted Alig to testify against Gatyan in court. So people at this point were assuming Alig was getting away with the murder because it had been so many months and the police hadn't even questioned him. Right. Um, but then children playing in the water uh, on a beach on Staten Island uh, found a box containing a legless torso. I, I hear you. It had no head and no legs, but it had arms. Maybe after that box, they found a flea in a box with another box that got shipped to Yzma. <laughs> they smashed it! <laughs> I like that children had to be involved in this. Like, of all the people in the world Come to find on. a legless torso. They're like, cool. Let it be the innocent. They're like, it's a treasure <laughs> from Atlantis. And then it's like, why are there arms and no head? They're all afraid of treasure hunts now. They're afraid of... Oh, you know they're afraid of the world now. Yeah. What could be in this box? Oh, Christmas must be a nightmare. They have 18... <laughs> they can't open a Christmas present. Open this box. No! What if it has no head? <laughs> oh my God. Listen. It's a new belly button. Somebody pay for their therapy. Okay. <laughs> so... You can find our Patreon. <laughs> okay. A legless torso. I mean, come on. That's outrageous. Okay. So the body was identified as Melendez and Riggs quickly confessed to the murder. Um, according to him, he hit Melendez three times on the head with a hammer. Then Alig grabbed a pillow and tried to smother him. When Melendez was unconscious, Briggs went to the other room. But when he returned, he saw Alig pouring a cleaner, like Drano, into Melendez's mouth. And then the two duct taped his mouth shut. Oh, oh no. Ailey claimed he didn't remember the details of the murder because he was so high on drugs, but he insisted he killed Melendez in self-defense and then disposed of the body in a panic. And he still to this day says he did not pour the Drano in his mouth. He only poured Drano on the body when it was in the bathtub to get rid of the smell. So it's up for debate. Right. I didn't poison him. I just bleached him with acid. <laughs> I just poured body because he smelled so bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's up for debate what exactly happened with the Drano. But uh, Riggs said he saw a broken syringe on the floor and was like, no, he like put the Drano in his body. So oh, no. who knows? Either way, obviously it's fucked up. Um, prosecutors were hesitant to charge Alig with first degree murder because they were still hoping he'd testify against his former boss, Peter Gatyan, who had been arrested for allowing drugs to be sold in his nightclubs. So they were like, we just want him to, like, put this guy away. So they yeah. were hesitant to charge him, which is kind of fucked up. Um, so they eventually offered Alec and Riggs a plea deal. So they would be sentenced to 10 to 20 years if they accepted the lesser charge of manslaughter instead of first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. On October 1st, 1997, both pled, gu pled guilty 
and or sentenced to 10 to 20 years. Um, while in prison, Alig told uh, that same journalist I mentioned earlier, Michael Musto, I know why I blabbed. I must have wanted to stop me. I was spinning out of control. It's like the old saying, what do you have to do to get attention around here? Kill somebody? Oh, so it's yeah. Like, my favorite phrase. It's like that old saying. <laughs> it's oh. like that old saying we all have hanging in our kitchen above the stove. Yeah, I love a good yesteryear limerick. <laughs> It's like that old wives tale about how <laughs> murdering people gets you attention. Well, grandma always said, <laughs> what do I got to do? Kill someone? Oh, yep. That's what you got to do. So while he was in prison um, in the New York state prison system, he was transferred from prison to prison multiple times. He spent time in the psychiatric ward at Rikers Island. Uh, in 2000, he was placed in solitary confinement after he was caught using heroin in prison. He remained in solitary for another two and a half years after a drug test showed that he was still using drugs. And I actually watched an art, uh, watched an interview with him where he said being in solitary confinement was like his worst nightmare. Well, yeah, because I mean, well, also I imagine if you're someone who craves attention, exactly, and you're the only, you're not with anyone, exactly, it must be horrible. So you're addicted to drugs. You're addicted to attention. Addicted to attention. And now you're alone with no social interaction. So he, he even said at one point, like, if you put, like, a heavy drug addict in solitary confinement, all they'll do is plot and try to find a way. So it, he was like, it wasn't healthy for me at all. Um, I don't think solitary confinement is actually healthy for fucking anyone. Not so healthy for anyone. I believe him. No. Yes. Exactly. Um, so he became eligible for parole in 2006. Um, his first parole request was in November of that year and it was denied because allegedly parole officers had watched the film party monster, which Mm -hmm. in 2003, which was a fictionalized account of his life starring Macaulay Culkin. Oh, I did see part. I know it was based on him. Yeah, that's... I haven't seen it in so long. I didn't put the name together. Yeah, yeah. So that's based on him. I mean, it's fictionalized. So there's... Gotcha. It's definitely not a documentary, but apparently after parole officers had seen that, uh, it's alleged that they had like a, they were biased about keeping him in prison. So, mm-hmm. um, so he was denied parole. Uh, and then in July, 2008, he was denied parole again after failing several drug tests. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, in an interview with his former fellow prisoner, Daniel Genus, Alex said that um, his time spent reading while in solitary confinement inspired him to write his memoirs, which he titled Aligula. Oh, he stole my fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can't write my autobiography anymore. Aligula, the story of M. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Sounds like Benicula. Yeah, it does. I was going to say, why does that make me feel weird like I'm in third grade? Yeah. <laughs> Benicula. because I'm imagining a vampire bunny eating carrots. <laughs> With red eyes. With red eyes. Benicula, the story of Christine. Oligula, <laughs> the story of M. And Dogzilla. Dogzilla. That was the spinoff of Benicula. Oh, I was going to say the story of Geo. I didn't realize. It was not good. So, here's what happened after Oligula was conceived. <laughs> in March 2009, Alig said he... F- Oh, a leg. I get it. A ligula. There it is. I'm a thousand years old and I don't understand. <laughs> Letters are beyond me. Okay. In March 2009, Alex said he finally decided to stop using drugs and that he'd been sober since then. 
Uh, while he was in prison, he would relay his tweets to a friend on the outside who would then manage his Twitter for him. Oh, Lord. That's the dream. That's what's going to happen when I eventually end up in jail. <laughs> Christine, write out to everyone about how much I miss Oreos. As if we're not both going to be in jail at the same time. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> okay, we need an intern to tweet for us while we're in jail. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Allison, Allison? you there? Intern? Hello? <laughs> um, some of the tweets, just to like let you know, included how did Justin Bieber get his hair to stand up like that? And <laughs> why is everyone so mean to Madonna? I mean, fair. fair. Okay. Alec was officially paroled on May 5th, 2014. Uh, the conditions of his parole included that he returned to New York City and lived there and that he abide by an 8 p.m. curfew. He was also required to undergo drug counseling, anger management counseling, and job readiness training. Um, he granted numerous interviews in which he expressed a desire to star in his own reality show, Me Too. <laughs> Just kidding. And stage an exhibition of his artwork. Uh, in May 2014, it was reported that he was attempting to sell his memoirs and were, was pursuing a career as a magazine writer. Uh, since September 7, 2014, Alig and fellow club kid Ernie Glam have hosted a YouTube comedy talk show called The PU. And I went on his in or on his Twitter, and he's constantly promoting that show. So, all right, just FYI, it's still happening. Um, on October 15, 2014, Alec released the pop song What's In featuring DJ Kaoki, who was one of his club, club kid kids. friends. Yep. Yeah. Um, on Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, Alec was arrested for trespassing and smoking crystal meth uh, outside the Bronx Supreme Court. Well, there you have it. There you have it. At approximately 1.30 a.m. He was detained because the park closes after dusk. Um, the New York Daily News reported that Alig was arraigned on drug possession and trespass charges and pleaded guilty to trespass in exchange for a conditional discharge. So he basically got in trouble for the trespassing but not for the crystal meth. Neat. And as far as I read in the Rolling Stone article, he still really trying to keep up he basically is trying to revive that 80s 90s like right he's not over it right party boy thing <clears throat> like everyone else grew up and he's on his own yeah well he has some people who are still like trying to be in the in the group but the other thing is like um when he first started the group and he even says to this day like the the point of the group was for people who didn't fit in who wanted to like find their people that was what our group was yeah um and at the beginning they were anti-drug like they weren't even oh weird straight edge and then over time like the club scene it just kind of like became developed yeah developed into like a very drug obsessed group and it devolved from there obviously um and so he still says to this day like i want to keep th the vibe alive that was before all the drug use but at the same time people are like you literally murdered and dismembered a human. Yeah. So mm. we don't really care. Yeah. So it's kind of like up in the air. Like he was supposed to do a show uh, this past October, Halloween, this past Halloween a couple months ago in LA. And um, people like protested hardcore. And oh, like wow. thousands of people said like he's not an LGBT, 
meant like a model like, we don't want him yeah they <laughs> we were, don't own him we don't claim him yeah we don't claim him and people were saying like they're 18 year olds and stuff coming to the show and like we don't want a guy who's been glorified for like murdering someone to be yeah a role model this party whatever so it's it's definitely very like hot ticket item that's not the right word a hot ticket item the a cold ticket item a very cold tepid Yes. Lukewarm ticket yes. item on eBay. Very uh, cold and lukewarm. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> it really spans the temperature range. Everything besides white hot. <laughs> Help me. Uh, yeah. So basically, it's very contentious. He has said in the past, like, don't worry, I can be around drugs he said in the la weekly article like i can be around drugs and not do drugs isn't that kind of what every person says yeah but then he also said i can be around drugs and not do drugs but sometimes do drugs and still be me and it's like that's not a thing (laughs) it's like uh i know my limit after like you've gone way beyond yes, your limit it's like no i'm you. good i know myself i know myself it's, it's like, like uh we know you too <laughs> sometimes i do heroin and murder people but like i know my limit yeah it's okay once i like kill the third person then i need to like calm down you're a like bit. trust me mm-hmm. just trust me <laughs> where's yeah. the trust man whoa what's, what's going on just you're getting like, so defensive so defensive i'm your brother trust me <laughs> yep yeah so anyway it's very crazy um i looked at his twitter he's definitely tweeting regularly about his like web series and stuff and he's he his twitter bio says he's just happy to be a free man in new york he's not on parole anymore so he's completely free to like drink apparently he only drinks prosecco so good for you bro um living the life you know i will you know i don't want to say i'm giving him credit at all but but you're giving him credit if he really is, I mean, I I don't know from experience, but I know enough to know that drug addiction is really fucking hard to get over. Sure. So if he is actually clean. He's not. I, he I, just got arrested for crystal meth. I know. I know. Literally this past year. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, if you really are off drugs, good for you there. Well, but, no, that's, I mean, people, but I guess he's, he's not. <laughs> people really supported that. But then he was like, I could still do drugs every now and then and be anti-drug. And it's like, yeah. that's not how that works. I was trying to throw him a line. I know. No, you're right. You're right. It he's is, hu- he's trying to hustle and make, give himself a second life. But really also he's not at all. Y- yes. Like if he were actually hustling and trying to make a passion project work and he was off drugs and clean, totally. it's like, then we're all rooting for you. But you're not actually if doing he had things. redeemed himself and then like in the past year he was also arrested for public intoxication at an airport like he's just still out of control such a shame everyone loves such a, a shame everyone loves a good redemption story and and he really was clean for a little while and i you're right like it is just so i can't even imagine pulling yourself out of that addiction cycle but he got back out and was like well here i am i'm back and i can still be the same person and people are like I think you don't realize that you murdered your friend and his family is still like in heartbreak and yeah. So it's, 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 it's complicated, but yeah. So it, I know I got excited when I read that he was sober and I was like, yay. And then it was like, and then he was immediately arrested for doing crystal meth at one thirty in the morning. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> so 
It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix called Glory Days, D-A-Z-E. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book written by his friend and mentor, James St. James, who I believe ran his Twitter while he was in jail. James St. James, that's the guy also in Party Monster. Yes, he's very famous. Yeah, yes. he's, he's one of the club kids. And he actually, like, deeply admired um, a, like, during... That was Seth Green's character. It was Seth Green, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he was played by Seth Green in Party Monster, and uh, he wrote a book called Disco Bloodbath about Alec and his life and et cetera and their friendship. And um, James St. James is kind of like a, a mentor to him. Um, and they had a lot of phone calls back and forth. So he, like, documented a lot of their phone calls while Illig was in jail. Um, there's a documentary also called Party Monster and then the feature film. And that's that, man. Wow. Listen, Michaela suggested this on Facebook while I was at work. And I was like, eh, why not? Thanks, Michaela. You know what? Hmm. You ask and you shall receive. I will say I've met Seth Green and he's a very, very nice guy. Really? Yeah. That makes me weirdly, warmly fuzzy and, and happy. And he's not as short as people make fun of him for. Really? A lot of people are like, like he's like known for being really short and he's not, I mean, he's short, but he's not like, like alarmingly short. Yeah. He's not like, holy crap. Like this is worth writing and making fun about all the time in TV <laughs> short. Like he's just like a short guy. Well, yeah, so if you want to watch him play uh, James James St. James, James. yep, do it. It's called Party Monster, which is what uh, he, what Michael Alec was called Mm -hmm. back in the day. So it's kind of an interesting throwback to 80s, 90s culture. And when uh, Michaela posted that on Facebook earlier today, I was like, maybe I'll look into it. And then I got really sucked into all the articles. And then I commented sunglasses emoji sunglasses emoji uh stay tuned god <laughs> and everyone was like everyone was like christine stop drinking everyone was like you're christine, at work quit being an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> well there's nothing our generation loves more than an 80s 90s story we're all about it plus true crime it's called millennials being nostalgic yes it's called we all know how shitty this is Even though our parents told us being an adult was bad, none of us were prepared. (laughs) And so we like to pretend that we're living like we're nine. (laughs) And that's how the whole generation grew up. We like to pretend Lisa Frank is still surrounding us. Christine has a Lisa Frank pin for her denim jacket that I think she just wanted to talk about. Next to my new Franzia pin. (laughs) And my, oh, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Ouija board. Anyway, um, tell the the people where they can find us. (laughs) Uh, you Tell can, the people where they can mail us Franzia pins or hate mail because we're we're due. Um, we're due for that. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ATWWD podcast. We have a website and that's why we drink dot com. We have a shop slash store slash merch treasures for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call um, it. We have a merch. Treasures Your for future you. closet awaits. <laughs> and that's why we drink dot big dot com. Uh, we have our email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can send in your personal stories with true crime or paranormal, and we do put out a listener's episode every first of the month. Um, you can follow us on our personal accounts, uh, at the M. Schultz, 
and at X Teen Schieffer. It's like Christine with an X. It's like because she thought she was edgy. I'm clever. Fuck you. And that's where you can find us. And that's why we we (laughs) drink. (laughs) And that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Damn it. Bye, guys. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.